What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Vanguard Project Podcast. My name is Austin Jardine. Happy freaking Monday. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Uh, this past Saturday, I actually went to the Blade Show 22, 2022 in Salt Lake City, uh, and it was a lot of fun. I actually got to wander around, see some really, really cool knives, some Damascus, some really neat designs, some axes and hatchets and all that fun stuff. It was pretty neat. I didn't even know that it was going on. And it was about 15 minutes down the road from my apartment. I had somebody reach out and ask, you know, they had found out that I had just moved to Salt Lake and suggested that I head on down and see. And you know what? It was a lot of fun. And uh, I left with one souvenir in the form of a bandage. And not going to lie, I'm a little embarrassed about it. But you know what? It was a lot of fun. It was really cool. Met some cool folks and saw some really fancy knives and sharp things. Um, but maybe to digress a little bit, uh, I'm super excited about today's episode with Mr. Dusty Sousley. He and I connected uh, earlier this summer, and he's just one of those guys that you kind of sit down, you like, you feel better having met, honestly. Whether that's just kind of shooting the shit, uh, just the energy that he brings to the conversation, just kind of his personality as a whole. But I'm excited because his story is a lot of fun. And it's kind of one of those that like, you're like, you think about, you hear people that have done stuff like what Dusty's done as far as like living out of vehicles and traveling and just taking pictures and actually taking the things that he loves to do in life and making it a, a career path. And so I'm really excited to have him share his story with me today. But before we get into that, uh, a couple quick announcements. The first thing, um, I do have a new show sponsor and I'm super excited because for those of you that don't know, I'm a big uh, competition shooter. That's something that I really enjoy doing. I'm not, you know, God's gift to mankind by any stretch of the means, but I thoroughly enjoy competition shooting, whether that's USPSA, started doing two gun earlier this year. Um, mostly I love doing long range and I'm really excited because I picked up a new show sponsor uh, with Midwest Gunworks and Cameron reached out to me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we sat on the horn, kind of talked a little bit and they're awesome dudes. And so um, I spent some time looking through their website, trying to figure out what I wanted to go build next. And I can't, I'm not going to lie. It is a challenge because you sit there and they have just got a massive selection of parts. Um, they're very big into the, uh, AR, AK and 1911 world. So as far as parts go, I mean, it's like, you kind of pick what you think you might want and then you start building. And next thing you know, you're have like six guns worth of parts in your cart and you're like, Hey, I can't afford all of these, but Holy crap. And so, uh, you know, I've been really kicking around the idea of maybe doing a, uh, AR 10, doing maybe a 308 or a six arc or a 6.5 Creed, um, and I just couldn't quite make my mind up. And so I actually have an existing AR-15 lower um, that I've got on my AR pistol, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to build a 16-inch gun. I'm going to build something that I could just slap that bad boy on and run it, and it would be a lot of fun to do in maybe some of these uh, more tactical two-gun matches or uh, maybe do a carbine class or whatever the case may be. And so I have a ton of parts on order right now, and I'm super excited because they are actually, I would say, in my opinion, they're quality parts, right? I ordered, um, I think it was a Wilson Combat handguard. I would have to double check, but I think it was like a Wilson Combat handguard, um, a Ballistic Advantage 16-inch AR barrel that was in their carbine, uh, or it was either a carbine length or rifle length gas tube. I would have to go double check check. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited because once I get that, I plan on doing a bit of a video, uh, unboxing everything for the Instagrams and maybe doing some build stuff. I got to go find an armor's wrench. That was one thing that kind of in my moving and everything I left back in Boise and I don't want to drive five hours just to get a $50 
armor's wrench. So I'm going to have to figure that one out. Nevertheless, I'm really excited because in partnering with them, um, they do offer a 5% discount to um, Vanguard Project listeners. So if you're in the market for um, building parts or getting new parts, maybe a new Timney trigger or maybe building out a completely new AR or getting some fancy ass furniture for your AK, use code Vanguard to get 5% off. And it's crazy because 5% especially when it comes to nice AR parts, adds up really fucking fast. Um, So if you're trying to build something out new, maybe get a new barrel, use code Vanguard on Midwest Gunworks website to get 5% off. So I'm really excited. Like I said, follow both of us on the Instagram. I'll get it uh, linked in the episode description. And that way you can see the parts that I got um, here quick. I'm hoping to talk about as far as shipping and everything and uh, kind of boxing and how fast everything was. Um, I was talking to Cameron earlier this week. So Hoping to get that. I submitted an order to them like later on Friday. So kind of giving it a weekend and then we'll uh, see how things go. But I'm really excited. Um, so with all that to say, um, you know, my goal with this podcast, I'm going to kind of take it a 180 a little bit, um, is really to help build up the community. Right. And when I say the community, it's mostly in the outdoor industry. Right. And so kind of as we talk, you'll learn a little bit about Dusty and he actually loves fishing and hunting and camping and photography and he's a big videographer at this point right but he lives a lot of the lifestyle that you would see a lot of folks um kind of that i interact with enjoy and then you've got guys like me that i enjoy you know camping and i'm still trying to get into hunting kind of more so and um you know the competition side of stuff and kind of the all the the high speed shooting i enjoy right so it's kind of fun because my goal is by interacting with these people and interviewing them we learn a little bit more about a how they did it why they chose the path that they did but also understanding the path that they took and some of the obstacles that they've overcome so that if you find something that you want to go pursue as well you can use this podcast and their stories as a tool to move you forward and find maybe a community or a new passion, a new interest, something to help move you forward or potentially join in on. So um, kind of to make it a little bit more personal for me too is, you know, I just moved to Salt Lake and I don't know anybody, right? I mean, I've, I've interviewed a couple of folks down here, but in terms of like people that I'd be able to show up to their door on a Friday night and drink beers with, I don't know anybody, right? And so I've been able to throw up a couple things on Instagram and say, hey, I'm looking for homies that, you know, fish, right? I don't know how to fly fish very well, but I enjoy it. I would love to meet people that fly fish. Hey, I've got my Indian. I'd love to go ride with folks if anybody knows anybody. Or, hey, you know, I'm a gym guy. I love going to the gym, you know, whatever, right? I've had several people actually reach out to me and say, hey, I don't live in Salt Lake, but I've got friends that do send you a couple of DMs and get you connected. So it's been a ton of fun because I actually went to Jim Jones earlier this week, which is like 10 minutes down the road for me. And, you know, went to a Jim Jones class, which is really cool. I mean, I've heard, I've heard about it, did a little bit of research, super cool program, amazing crew of people. So I'm really excited. So kind of what I'm getting at, right, is building, being able to build that network and support you all with that as well is kind of my goal. So that way, if you find things that maybe you want to go do or try that you can tap into to folks like Dusty and be like, hey, Dusty, you know, I'm trying to learn how to do videography and I'm trying to learn kind of build my aesthetic or build my style. How did you do it? How did you build yours? And how did you kind of build up that niche that you enjoy and being able to listen to this and then reach out to him or reach out to him and him point to you to this or right. So that's kind of my hope. And uh, as you learn, you know, 
my goal really isn't to talk a whole hell of a lot about myself, right? These intros and outros are about as much as I'll do, um, unless I'm doing a dedicated uh, a dedicated um, episode. But nevertheless, um, I'm going to go ahead and stop talking. We're going to roll Dusty's episode, and I'm super thankful. So if you guys don't mind, like, rate, and subscribe to the show. Follow me on the Instagrams, and uh, we will catch you here in a couple of weeks. up ladies and gentlemen welcome to the vanguard project my name is austin jardine and i'm super excited because sitting down with me is mr dusty sousley and i said it fast to make sure i got the name right and made sure to ask because we were just talking about it but i forget to ask how to people's how to pronounce people's last names and then i'm that guy that got it wrong so here we are it's monday morning we're recording i'm stoked to chat with you man you and i bumped shoulders for the first time up at the everly stock event earlier this summer and one of, I, I probably, I don't know if you're going to love that I say this or not, but one of my fond memories is you doing a shoey. I saw pictures of it shortly thereafter. So how are you doing, dude? I'm doing well, man. Yeah, that, that was a good event. I had a great time out there and it was fun hanging out with you. Yeah, it was good, man. So I'm excited because you do a lot of really cool stuff. I know that you do a lot of traveling, a lot of the photography, some fishing, some cool stuff that I'm excited to learn a little bit, bit a little bit about, and then also kind of your uh, your storyline. I know that kind of before we started recording, you'd mentioned you've lived a couple lives over. So I'm super excited to kind of hear what that actually means and see what I can learn from you this wonderful morning. So if you don't mind, maybe starting just with uh, your introduction. I've got a pen and paper right here. I'm gonna take some notes as we go and uh, hopefully badger some questions out as we go. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Um, yeah, so born and raised, grew up in uh, Washington State on a little island called Fox Island, and uh, uh, I was fortunate enough to like grow up right on the water, like twenty feet from the salt water, and uh, that was like just having the woods on the backside and the and the salt water on the front side, like that. That shaped everything that I do now for sure. Um, and my parents are, my mom's from Southern California. My pops is from Hawaii. And so he grew up spearfishing and, and doing a little bit of recurve bow hunting back in the day. And just that, all those stories of his adventures has kind of shaped what, what I'm into. And just he got to take me, he took me with him. So yeah, grew up in Washington state and um, just, when we moved into that house on the island, there was a little like tiny boat there. And my dad was like, well, if you can learn how to fix the hole in it, like that boat's yours. Well, it had a little motor. And I was like, all right, let's do this. So we went through that process, fixed the boat up. And, and from then on, it was, I was all on the water, took the dog and just like fished and crabbed and learned how to dive. And then it all just kind of led to like stealing their film camera and, having that thing with me to take photos of what I was doing by myself or with my friends and um, just found interest in like capturing moments. And so then kind of came in, coming into high school, just school was not my thing. I struggled in school. I, I, I mean, I had no desire to be in a math class, a language arts class. And, like history was all right, but it was like woodworking was fun. And, 
And then I learned that I could take your book and become a photo editor, but just call it an editor. And that got rid of an English credit. So I was like, cool, like <laughs> I can do that. And then, then I learned Photoshop, which brought me to making uh, leave of absence passes for me and my friends. <laughs> so we were signing ourselves out of class early and it was like, all right, let's, let's go off road or let's go down to the water and all that. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a really fun way to escape. And, but I mean, my grades, it started to show up in my grades and my parents were wondering what I was doing. I don't even know if they know that I was doing that. So if they watch this then they'll know, but um, yeah. So just that, all that kind of led to like, being outside and it always had a it always was, had a camera in my hand at all times and like um took every photo and video class i could through high school and the teacher was really rad and um a lot of people weren't like a big fan of the teacher but he and i just clicked and i think he understood what i wanted to do and and that was kind of like like probably my freshman year of high school i was like i want to i want to shoot photos i want to be a photographer uh, didn't know anything about it, um, but just started shooting photos, and it's kind of like probably. I remember in uh, my senior year of high school, I just pestered friends that worked at, at Red Bull, and I was like, "Hey, like I want to shoot for Red Bull. I want to shoot for Red Bull. Like, so let's go." I put me in, and is me that was like that was the top because yeah. it was I was snowboarding, I was surfing, I was hang out with all my friends that skated and shot photos of them and just like whatever I could, like action sports was what I wanted to do. Sure. Um, I also came like through high school middle, or middle school and high school. I was training. I was a uh, flatwater spring canoe, which is a sport that not many people know about. Yeah, I have it's no like idea a, what that is. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, my single canoe is a 16 foot, carbon fiber boat okay that was it's 11 inches wide and i don't even know how much it weighs like it's so light and you're you are down on one knee and your other foot's in front so you can fit in this boat and uh you paddle on one side the whole time and you do a j stroke to stay straight okay never switch sides and they have it a single doubles and four man and my town that was like right next to us off the island just happened to have a club and I, I i didn't want to play any more team sports because i don't think i'm much of a team sport guy as i got older and then uh so i started doing that and then my dad my dad's just always been a coach from soccer to just kind of whatever like he just weightlifting and track and so then he was like well my kids are interested in this like maybe i can learn to coach this so he started coaching us and we did that for like a little over a decade and uh I just got bored with it because it's all flat water, but like we went far. Like, I mean, we won numerous national championships and in singles to doubles and fours. And then um, we, every summer would go to the uh, Olympic training center in New York and I'd train there for a couple months. And then we'd compete to go to the world championships and the junior Olympics for like Olympics for under 18. And so did that and, Went like ended up, I ended up kind of getting like, uh, it was in the top 30 in the world, probably is what it ended up being. But it was just like a weird, like, that's all I did. I just trained and then 
in school, it was like, oh, I can get out of school to go do free stuff. Like, <laughs> this is what I actually want to do. So, uh, and yeah, and so then like I quit that and it was just like over it. Did a bunch of open ocean racing and surf ski and some outrigger stuff. And, and then I was like, I, I'm, I'm done. And then got Red Bull on board to like hire me finally. So then I was like, all right, now this is cool. I'm like shooting downhill mountain biking. I'm, I'm shooting rally car racing. I'm like getting to go in rally cars with professional drivers and we're hitting these hairpin turns at 90 miles an hour. I'm like, this is like, I'm into this and got really into cliff jumping and started cliff jumping everything I could, could. And, uh, yeah, rock climbing, just like literally anything action sports related, anything that would give me that little like shot of adrenaline that, um, I could participate in, but like, have the camera in hand was like i was like saying yes to whether that was i was living in my car living at buddy's houses like staying in cabins like just whatever i could to like live as cheap and or free and just bum it pretty much so i could shoot photos but the action sports world pays like nothing so it's like i'd get like pennies here and there and then all right i can get and that's enough gas for me to get here to go shoot this and so it was uh yeah, so then that world of Red Bull opened up so many doors of like, I get paid to go do this stuff now, or even though it was minimal, but um, then I started getting in with like a base jump crew, yeah. and that was like really pivotal for me to like, like, whoa, like this is the first sport that I don't know if I want to do it. <laughs> like, I, I want to do it because it looks so thrilling, but then after seeing and hearing stories of people dying, and then I was just like, I. I don't know if I want to do that. Like there's yeah. a few other things that I want to do in life that before that, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, I know if I'm going to get into it, like I'm going to be like that, that rig's going to probably go with me everywhere. I'm going to yep. want to jump off of every building. Like, I just, <laughs> you're just like, I just know I'd get addicted to it. Like I've driven car for people, whatever. It's just like I'm filming it with friends that before they jump, they're always hugging you. They're like, love you, brother. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. like, all right, like, this could be it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like, this is the last time I'm gonna see maybe like this buddy or this buddy. I'm like, and that was like, that was kind of heavy. And I was like, whoa, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to. Not right now, at least. I don't know. Who knows? I, I come back and forth to it like every year. I'm like, <laughs> I should, I should go get my skydive certs, and then I should go learn to base jump. Call those boys up, but. So yeah, that, that was like super fun and that just like took me all over the place and I got to travel all around the country with them and um, film and shoot photos and then I was just kind of like getting, I eventually kind of got burnt out on it. I was like, oh, I need to like make some more money so I can finally like, you know, I, I want to buy a new camera gear, get a new truck, whatever, like have a place to live and so. And I was like following like the standard like shooting guidelines. I felt like I was like, oh, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. And I was like a young creative, and like I was like, okay, like this is cool. Like had an issue with a guy that hired me that ended up stealing my camera gear, and that's when I learned about contracts. And like so, I just kind of like was going through this with like no schooling, but all my colleagues and friends that were also getting into the filming, majority of them were in school for it and they were like i don't know they were always like man it's so fun that you're out doing it without school I'm like, yeah but like i have no clue what i'm doing like 
on the business side of it, and they're like, well, honestly, like, we're learning stuff here, but we're not learning a ton. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, at least I'm not blowing whatever 60K a year on that or whatever. So I, it was kind of like this thing. I was like, if I don't pull it off by, like, age 26, 27, I was like, I'll consider going to school for something. Sure. Whatever that is, like marine bio or maybe film school. I don't know. But um, it's just like, it's like, all right, like I'm going to just, I'll keep chugging away and learning and making mistakes and figuring it out. And uh, so then it kind of like fast forward through a chunk of like four or five years of just like trying to figure it out. And um, yeah, I went through, went through like a bunch of like injuries. I got a bunch of concussions and like, that was really frustrating to like deal with. And uh, it just kind of like made me like slow down and take a second and be like, all right. And kind of like hone in exactly what I want to do. And I realized that I didn't want to shoot photos as much that I wanted to film. Mm -hmm. And so I started shooting a lot more motion, like started working with friends on that. And then kind of shifted into this, like working with some fashion brands, like, Dolce and Gabbana and and then like was it kind of on the higher end and then like Reef Girls like stuff and we did that in like Morocco we um, did some fashion stuff in Cuba and it's just like it was like it was cool it was good to go to those places but it wasn't like it wasn't like it felt forced and I was like alright like that's fine like what else what else can I do so then my buddy that I was starting to go on those trips with, and he's a photographer that came, and I was a filmer. We, uh, he started shooting a lot of Toyota commercials, and so we came in and started doing that. So then I got into like precision driving, and started like running like a camera car, like flying in two days early, picking up a rental like Tahoe, taking that thing, ripping the bumper off, like drilling holes in the frame. And like mounting like these random contraptions that I have learned, like I had welded and like tried to fasten this thing together so we could film the, like the new Toyota Supra on a racetrack in Georgia. And it was like, all right, like, I got to figure this out. How do I build this thing? We're going to mount a $25,000 camera to the front of this so we can get this video clip and go from there. And that was like, that was fun. I was like, all right, this is cool. We're doing a handful of those a year, rad people, like got to hang out with like action sports legends that I looked up to. Yeah. Like Andy Bell, like, like just cool to like work with him be like, whoa, this guy's like, he's legit. Like yeah. I remember watching him on Nitro Circus and stuff. <laughs> and, he's just, and now I'm like sitting here staring at him wearing a fur coat. And it's like, just, it's, it's really surreal to like go through all that and then come to that point. But, so then, yeah, just driving tracks, chasing Supras with cameras on, like, bigger rigs and building that. And then this is fun. And it just, it is, like, all, like, added up. Like, yeah, now I want to go just, I want to spearfish more or whatever. I want to, like, learn to spearfish better and stuff. So then it was, I picked up and I moved to Southern California. And my parents moved down here. My sister was going to college down here. So I just, like, I was down there one day and. I was like, hey, this is pretty cool down here. There's Mexico's here, and there's big fish, and I kind of want to learn how to do that. And so I moved. I went, drove back to Washington, loaded up my car, and three days later, I drove back. And just like I lived in a tent in my parents' backyard for a while, and <laughs> I was infested with ants. And uh, was 
just started trying to like make friends down here and learn this industry and um, learn to spearfish and went on some epic trips with different spearfishing crews thanks to some buddies that I met and uh, two brothers and turns out the one brother is has been filming and went to film school and has been doing it for like that point he's probably like he's been doing it for a decade longer than I had so just learned a ton from him and um, we ended up doing a western film together okay which was really cool and uh, I, I've always loved old westerns like that's what I watched with my dad like True Grit all the like the film series like the the man with no name, like all those Clint Eastwood films. Like I love those. I eat those things up and I just love how they're filmed. They're simple. Like it's just, there's no weird transitions. Like occasionally you have these funky shots, but it's just, it's simple. And that's how I always wanted to film. And so my buddy Jim and I went linked up with my other buddy, Ben Christensen and this country artist named Charlie Crockett. And we went and filmed for literally a day straight. That was supposed to be a music video, and we ended up filming uh, like a 10-minute narrative film um, with gun battles and dragging people with ropes on dirt behind horses and everything. Like It was it was so fun, and uh, learned a ton. Didn't have a script, didn't have anything, and just was like, you know what? Like No one's probably going to pay us to do this, so we just need to do it, and my buddy Ben Christensen, like he had the vision for it. And so we just trusted him and we ran with it. And then, but he was, he's a photographer. He's not a filmer. And so we just like went through it together and figured it out. And then that was kind of my entrance into this like Western lifestyle of documenting that, that world. And that was really special to me to like have that and kind of run with that because it was something that I was always interested in but like I just couldn't find that door to like kind of like step into it and so then Ben and I went to Vegas for national finals rodeo and had one heck of a time there like just meeting people and going through all this stuff and it just met a lot of his connections like there were people that like just boot bar and other country singers um, John Wayne Foundation um, just met some like actors they like met became friends with ethan wayne and ethan wayne was just like really stoked on the stuff ben and i wanted to do and just kept talking about doing more things and so we'd have meetings all day from like 7 a.m until 10 p.m go to after events just network and then from there it was straight up to the hotel room where we edited until like four in the morning trying to like edit this western film and then we'd go to applebee's at like 4 30 like because it was like right below our hotel room yeah just like and then we'd be like all right now we gotta go sleep for three hours and we just did that for like two three days straight and got the film like pretty buttoned up and exactly where we wanted it and then um people knew what we were up to because we had released a bunch of stills from it and it was they were like what are you guys doing (laughs) ben's like a master of western style and so we had it styled like beautifully and it was like we want it. We want, like, what are you guys doing? Let's do something. So did a bunch of stuff with that and then had a big premiere for it here in Southern California where I live now. And uh, we had like, like, okay, maybe like 150, 200 people show up. Like that'd be rad that many people showed up. We we're going to have Charlie Crockett surprise everybody and play a few songs and 
stuff like that. And next thing we know, like this parking lot is packed out. I got like a bunch of free beer and, and we had like 600, over 600 people show up to this parking lot. <laughs> That's and it was like, awesome. it was like Southern California. I'd never seen so many like cowboy hats. Yeah. And so I don't even know where these people came from. And I was like, this is cool. So it was rad to see that support and just the power of, I guess, social media. Right. And uh, so we had that and I was like, whoa, like we did something cool here. Um, and a lot of people were pumped on it and we just, like, let's, let's do it again. And so that kind of led me to like working in the Western industry and kind of just like saying goodbye to the, like a lot of the car stuff and fashion stuff and the fashion stuff kind of translated into like the Western world. But sure. I was like, like I want to, I want to play with guns and camp and be in the <laughs> dirt and stuff like that. Like the stuff I grew up doing, you know, like yeah, being out in the water and camping and just like sleeping on the beach and all the stuff I actually like love doing it. Like, well, it's just, go full circle back to like being a kid again. But as an adult, try to do this forever. And so um, just like chase that down and then didn't for, it took like us like almost two years to reapproach the Western film. Um, but in between that, like a buddy, a mutual friend of both of ours, Danny Bolton, I, he was like, he was haunting a lot and he and I became friends on one of the Toyota jobs. He was our stunt driver and uh him and charles and um i was like danny like we should film some hunts and he's like all right so i flew out to um flew out to hawaii and we filmed a little pig hunt and i was like i was like this is cool like i, I want to do this like this is fun and so and then we he spearfishes a lot so we spearfish together and and then it kind of led to that later that fall we went on i went on my first elk hunt with him and his pops and uh, it was like 10 days of just following Danny around. And I was like, he's like, don't do this, do this, like, try this, don't try this, like whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like just like absorbed it all. And hearing those elk like bugle in the woods like that, I was like, this, this is like, <laughs> that's cool. Like I was like, not, I was like, not many people like experience that. Like if you're not in that world at all, at least here, like in San Diego, like I know of people that have like chased elk, but I don't. I've never met, a, I never really met anyone here that does. And sure. I was like, I don't know. I got like immersed into that. And then and that's, and I was like, all right, like this is like spearfishing, hunting and Western, which I feel like can all be like combined into one. And I was like, that's what I'm chasing. Like, that's what I want to do. And it's, so it kind of birthed the studio name that I came out with that I, that I film under, which Currently is um, Saltwater Cowboys Studio, <laughs> but it'll it'll it's gonna shift over in a little bit different different style here soon. So I'm excited for that. But like same same path, same direction, like everything, like like same goal. So, but it's uh it's just all land and sea. Like that's been my entire life. Is either I'm in the I'm in the ocean or I'm out in the woods. And so I was just like, I'm going to stick with that. And so that's led to like filming now, like I worked on two different TV shows, filming hunts. And I went from really never being on a hunt, like other than just like shooting raccoons and possums and stuff in my backyard. <laughs> to, so like, like that, 
going hunting with Danny and Boar and Elk, like those are two really like important things to me, like that I constantly talk with Danny about. And um, so, yeah. And then it's uh, now I'm just like as many hunts as I can get on filming wise or on my own. I think we did like since then, it's been like we've hunted in, we did a stag hunt in Patagonia for the TV show. We've done fly fishing in, in Argentina. We've done just like got to go back and, and hunt access deer in Hawaii two years in a row. Done some stuff in, in Montana, elk in Oregon, just elk in New Mexico I just got back from. Um, and it's just like I fly to Alaska in like a month from today. To go chase brown bear with a buddy, and <laughs> and so I like, yeah, I'm I'm so psyched for that one. But it's yeah, and then it like got me really stoked. Like I remember like it got me really pumped like for bears. I was like, bears are cool. Like they could attack me back, and I was like, if they really want to. Like they can get me, and so that kind of got me stoked. And I was like, All right, I'm not. I don't want to chase anything. I want to just. I want to go shoot bears and <laughs> and on my bow. And I like I shot a recurve bow when I was a kid. And then like Danny was like, "You need to get a new bow." I showed up to Hawaii with some rickety old thing that so I shoot left-handed. I'm a right-handed but left-eye dominant. Yep. Well, screwed up. So I like I shoot. I was shooting this ancient like bow that had like kind of like it was still wood. Like the riser was wood. Yep. But it was all. Yeah, hand painted. Like my dad's friend gave it to me because he happened to be left-handed, and it was just like the circle cams and the cam, one cam was all cranked over. And Danny was like, "No, dude, you can't. Like, you gotta do this." I saved up and like bought myself a bow, and then was like, met Danny in Idaho at Everly Stock headquarters, and he helped me sight in my first pin in the basement of Everly Stock, and. <laughs> That's when it all really like I was like, all right, I got a bow now, and I was on a 26 state road trip at the time. Just I didn't have anything else to do, and so I was grabbed my dog and just went on a road trip. And so I was like hanging out in Ohio, like trying to shoot deer in my buddy's property in Ohio. I was <laughs> in Nebraska helping on my friend's ranch, learning to trap coyotes and and uh, raccoons with my friend's like 14 year old son at the time, and we're shooting geese. And I just, I was like, this is cool. Like, let's keep going. Like, I, like, let's just keep doing this and trying to, like, wanting to film the content. But I always had this, like, standard that I wanted to hit. And it's yeah. been the most frustrating thing for me creatively because I, there's a lot of great, like, like I watch YouTube hunting videos all day. Like, like, I don't even, like, touch, like, Netflix or really anything anymore. It's just, like, it's like, who can I go watch on net, on YouTube that's got just, like, them hunting and uh or spearfishing um but it's like so like we're like watching all this content i'm like yeah this is a cool video or but i like naturally i'm critiquing everything like i can't even i can watch dumb and dumber five times in a row but i'm sitting there and all i do is like critique how it's shot yeah i'm still laughing i'm enjoying it but it's it always it's not work but it's like yeah i'm always just like yeah, I'm always like I'm always like rewinding it. Whoever I'm watching a movie with is like, dude, like, you're so annoying. Like, <laughs> we just watch it. I'm like, yeah, but and so I like see this. and I'm like, wow, the like the hunting industry has some 
those stories that are being told are amazing. But I feel like they're not filmed. Like, the pieces aren't to the degree that they could be in my head. And I'm like, I have my background is obviously like what I said, like, like shooting, like kind of some high, higher end or being a part of shooting higher end commercials. And like, I just like learned a lot of things from that, that I was like, man, I could bring this into this world. And it is like this in, uh, industry and potentially like alter it, change it. And that would be, that'd be rat. Like, I, I feel like I, I'm in this position to do it. And I had been like, I kept was filming for the TV shows. I'm still filming for a TV show. And it's like, all right, like, let's, like, let's try to make a go at this. So called up a couple of my buddies that I liked that one's an epic photographer and the other one's a killer director and DP. And I was like, Hey boys, let's film a bear hunt, but make it like super cinematic and like kind of like just, like tweak it like just like let's just mess it up like compared to what everyone else is used to and i was like so i started digging and researching and i found like donnie vincent yeah and i was like he's making rad stuff like i'm like that's cool like i want to do that but i want to i want to push past his blog that he's developed um and then there's this spear fisherman named david ochoa and he makes these insane spear fishing videos and i was like okay cool like these are my two that i found that are like the best in my opinion now I want to sit here and combine the two. Like, how can I like mess this up? But it's been, it's been really interesting to pitch this with brands that aren't used to that kind of thought sure. where it's like, I don't like, cause I'm not holding the camera. I'm not going to vlog. I don't like that. I, I don't mind watching other people with that, but it's not my style. Right. My style is like, I want to make a movie. I want to make something that like you sit down. It's an hour. It's an hour and a half. But it's not like dragging out. Yeah, you enjoy um, it. Yeah, and it's like, and that's like, like I can watch Donnie Vincent stuff all day long. Like I really appreciate what he's done with that with his production company. But it's and so it's been interesting to dive into that and learn and be like, okay, how do I make waves in this industry specifically? Because now all I want to do is like. Like when I'm home, I'm like, man, get me out on the boat. Like, get me out, like, out and wherever. I don't care where it is. Like, let's go do something. So, it's um, we started filming spearfishing stuff and like, like, and really trying to like change it, the spearfishing content. And like, we've we've hit that bar to where I want it. Um, and I've used that to like talk with brands and and whatnot. But it's you can see it in hunting brands that they're like, they're concerned. They're like, they're not concerned, but they're, they're not used to seeing that style. And they're like, huh? Like, this isn't what the norm is. I'm like, like, yeah, well, whatever. Like push past that. Let's try something new. Like I I noticed that in content and making short films or like it's new is scary to brands. Cause it's like, it's a risk, you know? And like, and so after a while of just getting like like all the TV shows that I worked with, like I was like, hey, can you introduce me to your contact at at brand X, brand Y, brand Z? Like like I just want to like see what they think. Right. They're like wow, this looks really cool, but I don't see how it fits. And like, what do you, do you like? Of course it fits. It's a hunting film. Like it's addressing and focusing on how like I'm gonna do it all in California. 
how they're trying to make bear hunting illegal in California, and which makes no sense because California hasn't hit their bear tag quota in like, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. And so that was like an interesting thing to me. And then, uh, but I'm like, not like, I'm not a political person. Like, I'm not going to dive into that. Like, right. But it's like, it's something I want to address and like give a visual why of how beautiful it is out there. And just like, this is why you want to get out and like, look at this meat. And remember my old roommate shot a bear once when I was in like high school or a little after high school, I just graduated. And he's like, make us some bear tacos or something. And I was like, man, this is good. Like, I like bear. And so I just like, I was like, it's cool. Like eating another predator that's like in the woods. And I'm like, if you can outsmart another like apex predator, then like you're cooler than he is. And so it's just kind of this like drive to like want to do that. And, and then spearfishing, they're trying to like, it's like this is movement called 30 for 30 and they're trying to take 30% of California's coastline and make it in a marine protected area. So we can't go onto the beach and swim out on the water and shoot fish. And I pretty much like, like I buy vegetables, but that's about it. Like now it's like, I got everything else is like stuff that I've like either now gotten to go bow hunt or I shoot like majority of the fish. And uh, so to me, that's like, all right, like how do we like figure this out? And like, well, let's just like add this into that film. And so I finally was just like, you know what? I'll, I'll like, I'll do the film myself. Like I'll fund it. And I like, remember I like applied for a couple new credit cards and just like, I, I wasn't really that smart with credit in general, but now <laughs> I learned a lot. And I was like, I was like, all right, like, here's what we need. Like got free gear from a couple brands that were like willing to do it. And like, like every stock was psyched on the concept. And so they were like, here, like where are stuff? And I'm like, heck yeah. And like, Thanks, like, like Danny had, like, plugged me in well with them. And, and so I was like, all right, like, let's let's make a go at this and just maxed out the one credit card to, like, get the rest of the gear we needed, like, make sure, like, my buddies were here and went out and, like, got the rest of the bow hunting equipment I needed and let's go. And went out for, like, eight days and saw a couple bears and I was just like, all right, this is cool, like, this is fun. And then I we got one in the, like, Ended up being 25 yards. I thought it was at 20, and he was just being really skittish. I, I was calling, and I just remember seeing it. He came in off my, like, six, and I was, like, remember, like, having this feeling that I needed to look over my shoulder, and I was, like, whoa. I saw the bear finally, and he was, like, drooling and, like, grunting, and I was, like, oh, my gosh. I was, like, <laughs> my like my adrenaline was, like, pumping, and I was, like, that's cool. Like, that's, like, like I just remember, like, I had a little like nine millimeter on my hip and I was like, I was like, man, like, I don't, well, I don't know. Like this could be fun. Like, and I'm like telling my buddy, I'm like, Hey, there's a bear finally for eight days. Like it's our last day. And then I ended up missing it. And cause I didn't expect <laughs> him to come from that way. And I was like, I, and he kept like hiding behind the ridgeline and then moving back forward and just showing his chest. And I was like, all right, like I'll send one like straight into his chest. Like let's do this. And I had this little tiny like thing. I ended up missing and I like I, I shaved off some of his chest hair. I found some of his chest hair. Did you really? Like, <laughs> like, I was like, man, I was so close. But I was like, what did I do wrong? So I had my buddy go stand up there, and I ranged him, and he was at twenty five, and he was like, elevation wise, he was like fifteen feet above me, and I was like, oh, I was like, 
I was like, okay, like, this is interesting. So I started, then I was like, all right. Like, missing an animal that I really wanted was, like, really motivating. So I was like, all right. <laughs> Came home, and I was like, I was trying to shoot, like, at minimum, I was shooting, like, four days a week. Like, yeah. And I was trying to shoot, it just, if I was home, I was, like, shooting my bow. Like, now I'm, like, I'm just, like, been, like shooting off the roof of my house I live in. Like, just trying to, like, <laughs> like, all right, how do I not mess up again? And, uh. Yeah, and then it's like, like well, I kind of want to, like, I don't want to just, like, let my first animal just be the bear, and now I got to wait until next year, mm-hmm. really, but, so I was like, okay, so I got to go hunt Lanai, and, like, shot an axis deer, finally, like, and I was like, cool, so I was like, that's this guy right here, it's like my first bow kill ever, and I was like, psyched, I was like, heck yeah, ever, like, that was like, that was cool, and I was like, man, I'm addicted, like, after the bear, I was addicted, and now I'm just like, it's like a new levels of just obsession, and I was like, all right. And then my buddies hit me up like, hey, you want to go elk hunt? And I'm like, dude, I don't, I'm not ready for that. Like, I just started, this is like a, a two years I've been like messing with this. And like, I don't want to go dump some cash into an elk tag and then like blow it. Like, I'd rather put that money into like finishing this bear film, right. like going back and revisiting it. And then I was like, you know what? Like, anytime's in the woods, like, it's just like, go get in the woods. So I went this like a few weeks ago and I had a film in elk hunt in New Mexico um, at this really cool ranch out there and uh, in Chama. And then we drove through the night, pulled all nighter, got on a flight in Dallas and I flew to Oregon. My buddies picked me up in Oregon and we went and hunted that night. And I was like, well, like, hey, like, all right, like we're home. Like these are my woods. Like, like that's like the rainforest the pack Northwest, like that's what I grew up in. Like I know all the plants there. I like, I just, I feel comfortable. So I was like, yeah. let's go see what's up. And I told myself, I was like the first legal bull that comes in that I can get a shot at. I'm, I'm sending that arrow. And like, I've been around a lot of like good elk killed because of the TV show. And it's like, that's a standard of like, right. What's what, cool. What's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, they're like passing on these like kind of like heavier, like five by fives and stuff. They're like, I want that. And I'm like, all I hear is like, it's got to be over 300. It's got to be over 300. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all. But like, I just want to shoot my first one. And like, I want, <laughs> I want the meat. And like, my dad's like pumped that I'm out there. And he's like, I want elk meat. Go shoot one. I'm like, okay. And, like, second day, I ended up getting it done and, like, shot, like, uh, literally, like, just over legal bull in, like, last week. And uh was, like, so psyched. I was, like, out of my mind. Like, my buddies that I – all these guys that I spearfished down here were up there. And so it was fun to, like, be up there and, like, do that. And I was, like, all right, cool. Like, the, the training, the learning from going on all these other hunts and just saying yes to stuff was – um paying off and i was like cool like and it's just like honestly it's just been in this like past like year and a half two years where i've really seen this like growth of work all coming together and it combining with passions and whether they're new passions or old passions and i think it's that's just been really cool and it's like learning this lesson of always like the just saying yes to opportunities whether they're paid or not, they're gonna put you in a in a uh, predicament. Maybe like, like you know, you got to make them all calculated to a certain degree. Like, 
you got bills you got to pay. You can't go dump a couple grand to go here or whatever. But I've just always like said yes and like dealt with the uncomfortableness of my current environment. And yeah. it's like, like, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'll live in a garage for $300 a month. So then I'm not paying a grand for a room. I have more space and that extra 700 I'm saving, I can go spend on fuel to go drive somewhere. And it's like, I'm never, like I'm probably gone on average now, like six months out of the year. So it's like, I was just like, it's, it makes, it made sense. And, and so I was just like, all right, like, let's just always just say yes. And that was like a really big thing for me was just like, like if I get a call from someone, they're like, Hey, do you want to do that? Like, yes, I do. And you're really stoked for that opportunity and, and, and hit it like wholeheartedly and with everything that I have and granted messed up a ton along the way, obviously, but, um, they, they all led to like all this now. And I'm like, all right. And it, like, it's what led me to like meeting you and not out there and just like building connections with like, like real, like, and, and like epic humans. Um, so yeah. And then this, Earlier this year, we finally filmed the second Western. We just like circled back on this finally, and we're like, let's do it. And I think it's going to be like my first like feature film length is at least the thought we're hoping for. I think we were hoping for like 90 minutes. I think we were going to sit at like 70 minutes. Yeah. But we went, and it was like we dedicated all of March, I think it was, to it. And I was the only filmer. And... I had one camera and one lens and I was like, let's, let's, I'd never shot on this lens before. And I was like, it was just my favorite millimeter and the director, Ben Christensen's favorite millimeter of lens. And I was like, dude, what if we filmed the entire thing on one lens and just saw like, just, let's just, is it possible? Yeah. I don't know. And, and so we were like, like, we just were like, yeah, let's do it. I just said yes to that situation and like ran with it and, we were like a weekend. We're like, whoa, this is cool. Like we're filming like stuff that we're like really like proud and stoked on, and ended up filming for like twenty six days straight or something like that. <laughs> like I think we took, I think we we took Easter Day off and like went and rode horses up to the top. We were in Kanab, Utah, and just like had a bunch of like epic friends came out and just people volunteered their time. And it was, it was really cool. Like at one point, I think we had probably at max, like 13 people show up in this like tiny Airbnb house. We had like trailers in the back. People were sleeping like outside. We had people on couches. Uh, it was cool. Like a bunch of like, like real deal, hardcore, like cowboys from Texas showed up and that are just, real like, ep- like all-time humans that are that they'll they're friends for life now because of that like yeah and it's just really cool to like bring in that all these people that were like down to be creative and and that was just but it was brutal it was one of the gnarlier things i've ever done just because it it was it was hard it was hard on me like creatively like nothing fries my brain more than staring at a camera and thinking of shots and and just angles and how I'm going to piece this together with the next piece. And we didn't have a script again. And so it was like, it was like, sometimes it was very frustrating to like be sitting there, like 
rapping back and forth with like the director and then this other dude just trying to figure it out but it was like one of the coolest learning experiences to like you know and so that was like all right i just filmed that long that like longer length piece now what i learned from that i'm going to take in this bear film because it just kept circulating back to the bear film it was like i want to finish this bear film like I want to get it out and like, what if I got to do it myself? Cool. Like I'm just going to do it. Like I'll spend what I got to spend to pull it off. And hopefully someone somewhere sees the value in it and is down to throw something at it for me. And so we, yeah, we're like, we're prepping for it. My, my filmer flies in in two days and we're out and uh, we're going to go try to like, Put that hammer, put that hammer down, and make it make it a reality. And we're filming spear fishing on Thursday, and it's like we're going out to we're going seventy miles offshore to this outer island to film a bunch of stuff there, and then gonna go straight into the woods. And um, yeah, it's just like I think all that's like leading up to this, like all the past. I guess I've been filming now for it's like it's twenty twenty three. I graduated high school. It's been like I've been filming pretty much like since like my senior year of high school, like for I guess money, if you will. So professionally, about a about a decade now. Yeah. No school, like nothing, just like learning and failing miserably, and just trying to meet the right people and learning the network and yeah, saying sorry, learning to say sorry pretty well and just like but also learning that there's finding that line of there's all these rules that people put in place but it's like I don't I don't do very good with the rules things and so just like all right there's these rules like cool I get it like but I don't I'm not gonna follow I'm not gonna follow those rules like forget it like I'm done with it like let's like I'm just gonna do exactly what I want to do how I want to do it and um there's this there's this filmer that like has this like i pulled it up because his 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 name is warner like herzog i don't know if i said that last name right either but uh he's got this like epic quote and there's some little chunks in it it's just like his like his rules for like his life and then like his filmmaking and um it's just always like had some epic little like one-liners in here that was like, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's like there's there's never an excuse to not finish a film. Carry bolt cutters everywhere. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Take your fate in your own hands. Learn to read the inner essence of a landscape. Ignite ignite the fire within and explore unknown territory. Walk straight ahead, never detour. Maneuver and mislead, but always deliver. Don't be fearful of rejection. Develop your own voice. Day one is the point of no return. And I love that one because it's like, I always think about life. It's like, well, life's going to kill you. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, I'm like, wherever that end of the line is, like, I might as well try to race it to that point. I'm like, I'm getting to that point too. (laughs) Yeah. it's It's like, well, like, all right. Like, 
it's been sick. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just keep going. <laughs> so that one's been like really cool, and I like that one. But um, um, a badge of honor is to fail a film theory class, and that one was cool because I was like, I work with people all the time. They go to film school, and they're like, "You can't do that," and I'm like, "Why? Why? Tell me why I can't do that. Like, give me a legitimate reason. Like, I get it. Like, there's certain rules of like what looks good on film. Like, I understand that, but it's also like what if I just did it? Like, and I try to think of all these people that have been like, Oh, that person said you couldn't do this. And then this person in history did it anyways. And it changed the course of not that I'm going to have that much impact, but it's like, just for me, like yeah. creatively, like how can I boundaries? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then chances, the lifeblood of cinema. And I was like, that was cool. And my, my personal favorite is guerrilla tactics are best. And I'm like, hey, that one's good. And it's like, another one is like, in, he ends it with, well, there's one more too. It's like, there is nothing wrong with spending a night in jail if it means getting that shot you need. <laughs> I was like, all right, Roger that. So it's like, I've had some jobs where I've been like, if they want me to speed, I'm always like, hey, you like in this contract, like you have to bail me out of jail. You have to pay my speeding tickets. Like whatever, when I was driving, it was like, that's like, that's just what it's going to be. Yeah, like they, they agree to it. They don't want it. <laughs> and the other one is like get used to the bear behind you, and that one was like that was always like one of my favorites because I was like that's cool. Like I don't yeah, know exactly close what it means. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what he what it means in his life, but it's just like it's like cool. Like like just life scary that there's there's something sniffing down your back at all times, and it's I had it. I made mean, us had a sticker made. It was on my laptop for the longest time, and it's still here. But the only part of it that's left, I've scraped it all off. It said it used to say, "Get used to the bear behind you," and then I got rid of a couple words, and so it just said, "Get the bear behind you," <laughs> and then now it just says, "The bear." <laughs> and so and I'm like, "All right, like once that, once I shoot this bear, like that sticker's coming off." And I was Dude. like, "There's." No more bear. Yeah. Well, not yet. I was going to ask you, what's the next bear? I mean, like you're building up this, this, this bear. What's, what's the next one? Have you thought that far ahead or is it like, you're just so focused on almost literally tomorrow? Um, no, I, I definitely have started. I got kind of tired of living like paycheck to paycheck and sure. I really want to look beyond it. And so I've started trying to like, like I want to build a legitimate studio like i want to have this like so i've got my editor i've got filmers and i can kind of just creative direct and like i don't i i love being behind the camera it is so fun to me and i love directing not i don't really like editing but i'll do it if i have to um but i realize that there's other people that are better than me at it and to me that's really cool that there's people like that because I I, I want to tap into their talent and like, especially when they're like really psyched on what I'm doing and what I want to pursue. So it's like, I got this guy that's like, his DP. It's like, he's fired up on it. Like I was in Africa with him, um, like watching his back and just like helping him shoot. And, and we spearfish together all the time. And, and then my other buddy, like he's a, epic like commercial photographer but just crushes it with the outdoor stuff and he's a 
he's one of my favorite people to spearfish with and and you got to meet him and out there mike mm-hmm. and like he uh, his work like blows my mind all the time like i love watching him progress and so it's fun to like go down this journey with these guys and and then learn like how can we like build a team and then tackle these projects together yeah and and so i want to build like a full studio where it's like i can hopefully get enough work to where i can be like build bigger films and like and kind of again like take that like Donnie Vincent has done that model he's built of making these films and bringing brands in to these films um, and kind of like taking in it. I want to tweak it a little bit and like kind of make it more of this like big umbrella where it's like, yeah, we can go make these films. But then I also want to like, I want to pick up a boat and be able to like run filmers out to go film these like blue whales that they're like, we're always looking for blue whales. Like BBC is or Nat Geo and like sometimes they're hard to film or like tuna hitting bait and i'm like well shoot like i i see blue whales all the time and i i get to see the tuna eating the bait when i'm trying to shoot the tuna and so i kind (laughs) of like i was like man it's fun to like guide those filmers out and like i run them on like my dad's boat and and so i was like i saw like that and i was like man in the summer i just want to spearfish and film underwater stuff so Let's start maybe like running people fishing and run like a charter business. Um, so I'm currently trying to tweak my branding to be more inclusive of a handful of things. Yeah. Where I'm launching like, like I've got the studio, I've got maybe running like a charter deal or just getting into like commercial fishing style and getting captain's licenses like and building this with buddies and doing it while we're still at the age we're at where we're younger because i feel like a lot of this content that's being produced is with people that are in there that they've been through it which is cool it's rad that they learned how to film a camera but i'm a i'm a filmer that's learning to hunt rather than a hunter that's learning to film sure not saying that there's there's plenty of people that can hunt yeah it's a, it's a different are... perspective though yeah and so it's just like i want to come in and make it like make beautiful pieces that are that hopefully help change certain people's minds maybe a little bit and um addresses issues lightly it just starts a conversation um and then allows me to do exactly what i'm i'm passionate about and, and passions change all the time i'm like I'm always like, I have like way too many hobbies. And so it's like, <laughs> <Makes> I, <two. laughs> so it's like, who knows? Like everything's subject to change, but I think like I finally found that took like 10 years and a big circle back to childhood to find exactly what I want to do mm-hmm. and, and find that exact uh, industry that I want to be in that like just, Western lifestyle, which to me includes hunting and fishing, because yeah. I think that's just all a part of like the Western movement and everything. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of that's like the long term plan here, and just kind of building like a lifestyle brand off of it and seeing what what happens. Because I know I can always make 
very least I know I can make the marketing content for it. So yeah. Yeah. You um, want to be like a production house that, that lives the lifestyle, right? Like you don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Okay. I'm with it. And maybe that, maybe that just sits on, maybe it lives on YouTube and then all it is, is just like a bunch of YouTube films. Like hell of like, like Brian calls doing like, I think he's like, and it's so like big right now, but it's, I was wondering like, am I late? Am I too late for the YouTube thing? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, but it's like, I'm still gonna gotta try it, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't, I don't feel like you're too late for the YouTube thing, right? I mean, I feel like, to your earlier point, right? It comes down to the stylistic aspect of it, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. if you were to go in with the same style as what has been done, then it's saturated. If you go in doing similar things with a much different artistic take on it and a different type of passion to it, then no, right? I I, I think that's the transformation. That's like your generational transformation of things, right? Like if you can follow the stylistic nature of everything, then I don't think you're necessarily too late. I think it's just whether or not you can keep up with how the times are functioning and how people see it, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's the, that's the future. I hope dude. we'll see. <laughs> I believe in you, man. I think it's cool. I'm like freaking, I don't know. I don't know how you were able to kind of just be a yes man more or less and like kind of just roll with it. Like I'm, I'm getting to that point. Like I, as I get older and kind of a little bit more like learning about how life works, it's a lot easier to be like, dude, I can have like a 10% plan and be okay like it's fine but like i mean i'm just now recently like today like i have one more week off before i start my new job and it's like do i want to go to the gym today do i want to go backpacking do i just want to go to the range just want to take a nap i don't know i don't have a plan and i'm just not going to be stressed out about it it's okay you know like yeah whatever happens happens so one of my favorite questions this is one of my super favorite ones is um kind of as you went through all of it and I took a bunch of notes but like as you went through kind of the high school thing and skipping class and learning how to do photography and getting in with Red Bull and kind of starting to turn yourself into a photographer and filmographer right what is something maybe you wish you would have known getting into it that you know now that you would have liked to have told yourself then that is a great question I like that question. Uh, um, man, I I think the biggest one is is like just like blocking that fear of the unknown. It's just like like don't be afraid of it. Like just because it's new, it's not scary, or like you don't have to be scared of it. Like be confident in your ability and. And then my per- one of my personal favorites is fake it till you make it. I, that was like another big one that I was always like, I don't know how to do that. I shouldn't do it. And then some like person older than me would be like, dude, just do it. They don't know you don't know how to do it. Just <laughs> learn as you go. And I'm like, all right. And, he goes, and then someone means like, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Because I don't like asking for help a lot of times. Like I'm just like, well, I can do it. Like let me do it all. And I overload. So that's been a big one. It's ask for help. Take it till you make it. Um, and then just, again, like going back to like just 
Like don't like don't be afraid to say yes. And then the fact that there's there's no rules and those rules that are in place they're meant to they're meant to be bent and some broken. Um, obviously, I'm not saying in like like not law, but like creative rules. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're you gotta break some speeding limits. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, a- you know, and like you gotta like I I think I had like a few like criminal trespassing things on my record at one point because but I was like I want to go there and I want to do that so I would just do it and then but then you like you learn. I don't necessarily regret doing some of them for stupid reasons, but it was like you just learn that like you, just, like, you can bend that. Like you gotta do that to like I'm not gonna just always be like, oh I can't. Shucks, like sorry, like because then I feel like I'm just gonna end up like mediocre. Just, like below it because I feel like it's just not I'm not hitting those levels that I wanna hit and right. I'm very competitive. Like I like I'm always like if we're free diving and someone shoots a bigger fish than me, I'm like, Oh man, like I got to shoot a bigger fish now. And it's like, or if my buddy just landed three fish in a row and I haven't even seen one, I start getting like ticked off. I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta buckle down. And like, I I gotta, I gotta win. And sometimes I have to slow myself down and like, like, that's not the point. We're out here to get food and have fun. And it's like, that's, it kind of leads me to like probably the last one is just like have fun with it. It doesn't got to be stressful. It doesn't got to be like a weight on your shoulders. Like I think life's supposed to be fun. That's what I've been told by a bunch of people and especially old people. I love talking. I love sitting down with older people and like my, I don't have any grandparents anymore. They're all, they passed a while ago, but it's like my friend's grandparents. I love chatting with them because they're always like, what are you up to? I'm like, oh, I got to go to Africa. God, like, I get to go do this. And like, wow. Like, do it and enjoy it and then do it again. <laughs> so I think that's just been, like, really important to me. It's like those are the things that I would, like, love to, like, go back to that high school person and be like, hey, like, keep these, keep these things in the back of your mind. And I'd also probably try to convince myself to start hunting earlier. Yeah. Just because of, like, you can just start from a health-wise perspective of, like, being out in the woods and, like, training. and It's just, it's fun. <laughs> Shoot, it's fun. It's, like, and you're healthy and you get to eat good food and hang out with epic people and wild people and you have wild stories and you get to see things that, average person doesn't get to see and so it's that's that would be another one that i would definitely push on my younger self so then of all of those things here's another fun question what's one thing that you don't get asked often that you think is incredibly important to share that you're like man this is something i think about occasionally this is something nobody's ever asked that I've always wanted to share with somebody that I just haven't had the opportunity to yet. Oh. That's like my let's I think I think that's probably my all-time favorite loaded question. Yeah. It's a tough one. Yeah. Well, for me, it's at least for me, that's a tough one. Um 
So I'm a storyteller, so <laughs> things come out like that. Um, I feel like the one thing that people don't ask, and I don't think it's because they're they're definitely not like afraid to or anything. It's just more of like I don't show it as often, like at least on social media or something like that. There's always like all these epic things that go down that are like this was so cool, but they never. There's never this like, what went wrong, like yeah. what, like, like you went on this killer trip, to, like Africa. Did anything go wrong? Like what sucked about it? Because I feel like everyone just thinks it's all, it's all like they're like, oh man, like. That's epic. Like, you went to Africa. You saw an elephant and zebras. Like, I saw the zoo once. Like, you had to see it in the wild. And then you went to the Congo. And, like, you got it. Like, your visa got denied. Like, what are you, you know, like, <laughs> but, like, are you, like, and in my head, like, my visa got denied. So I had to figure that out. Like, that was fun. Like, and I always tell people, I'm like, hey, yeah, it was a killer trip. I came home. I'm I'm so tired. Like I don't really sleep much in general. And on those trips, I'm sleeping less. Yeah. And I'm like, those trips, man, they're, they're not all high fives and Red Bulls. Like it's not, it's not like perfect. It's, just, it's never perfect, but it's like, I think that's like, those are the things that I'm like, that's what I psyched on. Like the truck broke down, the, like in Africa, we landed in, in Nairobi, Kenya, and the production company I was working for, I would, had like five Pelican cases I was transporting. We got the Pelican case, like, and I noticed one of the latches was up, and I was like, that's not good. Like, what happened? TSA probably checked it. But sure enough, I opened it up. There's like a $20,000 cinema lens missing. And I'm like, oh, great. And was like looking at the foam and there was an indent. So I knew it happened in Kenya because otherwise that 13 hour flight I just had, that foam would have like expanded. So I was like, one of these suckers at the airport like stole it. Like, so like the like things like that happen and that's just like, that's part of it. Like it's, I mean, it can happen anywhere. It can happen in the U S but this one happened in Kenya. So things like that happened. Like last year's bear hunt, we were trying to cross a river in my forerunner and I had walked it in salt firm and I took just a slight off like turn and sunk the forerunner into the river and like the water was like coming over the hood and I was like, Oh, this isn't good. And so here we are like taking the high lift jack out, like a firewood and like a dive mask and we're like going under and like, I'm trying to jack the front of my car up because I was high center on a on like a sandbar, <laughs> taking rocks, redirecting the river to wash out the river underneath my car, the sandbar. Yeah. And just like digging, it took me like two hours, and then driving down the road. Next thing you know, like the car's sputtering, and it's like I've got a cylinder four misfire, like all those like trials that come with that, and like. That's like fun. I, I love that's when I that's when I like thrive is in that in I'm trying to think of a word that like describes that. Like, like it's just it's just hectic. Like when all those things are going wrong, like I've seen people freak out and they're like they give up. 
And I mean, I've done that too before. Like I'm guilty of that. I think everyone is. But on the other end of it, it's like, how do we combat this? How do we um, like assess what's what's happening? And then how do we re-engage on that and, and then pursue the new goal with this altered path? Like the goal is still the same. The goal is still to go try to kill a bear on that trip. But it was like, now I got to spend a few hours digging my car out of snowmelt river and then go to the auto part shop and figure out why my car's doing this issue and then wrench on it in the parking lot and like just like trying to figure that out like it's just like those things like happen like how do you deal with it and like learn to be patient and not and then just do like well like i gotta figure it out like otherwise i'm stuck here like i the one that always sticks out to me is I was driving to my friend's ranch in Nebraska and I'd left Ohio and I was driving through Iowa and it was like negative five degrees and it was like 10 p.m. at night and I was like just dead tired and I was like all right I'm gonna pull over this, this zone like this truck stop and I'm gonna sleep and it didn't it was like a weird truck stop like, there was a lot of weird humans there and I was like whatever like had the dog like I was sleeping I slept for like 40 days straight on a cooler and an archery target, which are like different heights. And like in the back of my forerunner, and like the dog would like curl up next to me. But I took the dog's bed to fold in half to fit on top of the archery target. So it was like kind of level. Yeah. But like, and I remember I woke up to the dog barking and some dude was trying to break into my car. And like, I just picked up like my first like, I just had like a like a new nine millimeter. Yeah. I just remember being like, "Well, all right, like, what do you do?" <laughs> like, I'm like, "Is this you're gonna break into my car right now?" Like, uh, so I just like kind of like learning to be. I learned to be calm in hectic situations, and like dealt with that situation. And then it's like, like I'm getting out of here. And that was at like three in the morning, two thirty in the morning. So I was like, whatever. Like, got in the car, started driving. Let the car warm up. I'm probably like, eh, like five, ten, five, eight miles down the road. I remember passing this little town, and I was like, thought about pulling off there, and I was like, nah, let's just keep going. Like, let's get to Nebraska. And right at like a mile after I passed that exit, all of a sudden it was just like this massive explosion, and I was like, whoa, what? And Car starts steaming, and I'm like, no, like, pull over, and I get out, and I'm just like, kidding me, like, pop the hood, and the whole cap, my radiator, like, exploded, like, blew up, <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, my mixture must have been off, and I just remember being, like, so bummed, and, like, frustrated, and I was just, like, I'm getting, like, I was kind of getting ticked off, and I was like, but I was like, finally had to sit myself down, I was like, oh, like, dude, you can't change what happened, like, this is what happened. And then I always refer my friends always reference like Jocko's speech about being like he just says good, and so we always reference that these days. And it's always like, dang, this happened. Like this sucks. Like I'm just like good. Like it's gonna lead to something. <laughs> it's gonna lead to something like funny at least. Like at least I'm gonna have a cool story to tell out of it. And ended up just like sitting in my sleeping bag, and I was supposed to ha- I was supposed to have a like a work call. Where I was gonna go plan on going to like a coffee shop on my way to like so yeah. it was like I was semi-professional, you know? It was like Joe with John Wayne Foundation, you know, like Victor 
important people. And I'm like trying to like, I was like, I'm going to put on a clean t-shirt and brush my hair maybe. But you know, I ended up taking that work or that phone call wrapped up like, in a sleeping bag <laughs> literally in my zero degree bag with my dog stuffed in it because the poor thing was like he was only like five months old so he yeah. was shivering and multiple cops drove by and stopped like dude can we take you to a hotel and i'm like nah like, like, I'm on the phone. yeah <laughs> like, i'm like we're, we're good like the toe shop opens in like two hours i'm just gonna wait for him yeah I had like my entire life was in that car. Sure. Like I had all my camera. I was like, I was not leaving it here. It was like negative five out. And I'm like, all right. So finally, like got to Napa Auto Parts, ordered a new one. They sent one from Des Moines and like, it'll be here in two hours. And I was like, cool. Like sitting there taking my phone call in the zero degree bag at Napa, Napa Auto Parts parking lot. <laughs> just <laughs> with the FaceTime thing and they're like what are you doing I'm like God, it's been a heck of a day yeah but <laughs> don't ask <laughs> I think those are like those are the things that I almost love sharing more of just like what went wrong because I always learn the most in those situations and it always like it just keeps me on my toes like I I don't do things really that are boring like, I, like to me, like if I get bored doing something, I'm like, ah, I don't even do that anymore. And then, um, or I just like don't have a desire to do it. Like I've always got to like find some challenge in it. Uh, so I think that's like the one thing that like I love telling the most is like, this is what happened. Like just from whatever it is, like crashing cars and snowstorms to trying to jump my buddy's new Ford Raptor and taking a Pelican case to my head and getting knocked out and then decided to jump on a dirt bike that this X, this X games multi-time medalist was like, yeah, you can ride my, my wife's dirt bike. Then I end up crashing it. And then I'm like, like, it's just like, those are the things that like crack me up. And I'm just like, I'm still here. So (laughs) you're not done yet. Yeah. No, like heck no. So those are, those are the things that like people that like, like those are my favorite when people ask me those questions they're like did anything happen and like my close friends now like they know to ask those because they're just like all right like looks fun but what happened what went down yeah i'm like oh let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) those are the things that i really love that love telling that few people ask yeah but i don't i don't i don't know why i don't know if they just don't think about it but it's like i said it's not it's not all high fives and red bulls out in the field it, things go down i'm gonna have to remember sure. that what happened well shoot man i want to be respectful of your time but is there anything i feel like we've cruised through a lot and there's probably a lot that we didn't talk about is there anything left unsaid for today because i sure i think it'd be fun to sit down again uh Heck yeah left unsaid for today that you're like damn dude i want to share this because it's on the top of mind not really, man. I think that's just like, that's the kind of the bare bones story of like being a kid, to being, a, I guess, here, here, still kind of a kid, but <laughs> we yeah, all I are. <laughs> I hope it never changes. You're right. So uh, you're going on your bear hunt this week, right? Is that what you said? Yes, sir. I got a rod and reel fishing trip Wednesday, 
So in two days, and then picking up a buddy from the airport, and then spear fishing trip, and then bear hunting for like ten days, and then had yeah, just a bunch of other random work trips and stuff. Oh yeah. Fill in. Well, I'll have to reach back out after your tri- after the next couple trips, and we'll have an episode uh, of just what happened. That sounds good to how me. Does that, how does hopefully, that sound? I like it. I mean, yeah. Hopefully, I cross your through your neck of the woods soon here, dude. If you do, I'll do it in person. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, a recliner here. You're welcome to hang out. I've, dude. My side. So seriously, I got. I barely got my bed yesterday. Otherwise, I've been sleeping <laughs> in that it. recliner. So yeah, I've yeah. got a recliner. I've got an extra blanket, dude. You've got a place to stay. You're kosher. Oh, so <laughs> money. I, I mean, like this room. I just. The first like three months I was here, I was sleeping on the floor. I was yeah. like, "Man, I got all this floor space. This is killer, yeah, right? There's so much room for activities." Yeah, yes. dude. No, I've Great got, movie. I've got, yeah, like next to nothing. It's it's perfect. I was like, I actually I just got done packing my bag. I'm gonna go do a like a five hour hike this afternoon. I got that all situated and everything. I was going to backpack, but I was like, I don't know if I want to go backpacking tonight. I'm just go do a hike. And apparently there's moose up at this lake that I'm going to go to. So I've got my binos and my little, it's, yeah. not, it's my, uh, my knockoff phone scope. So hopefully I see something good, but yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you. I'm stoked. Yes, sir. Uh, I got you. your number. So I'll shoot you uh, a text in a couple of weeks and I'll, I'll get back together and see, uh, see what we can do but love good it luck, boss we'll uh we'll chat soon sounds good buddy thanks dusty bye all right dusty once again man thank you for taking the time to uh sit down and share your story with me i'm looking forward to uh, reconnecting after your next set of adventures but uh, i hope everyone listening i hope you all took something away i will link his uh instagram in the episode description otherwise like i said please like rate subscribe to the show and we will catch you next time